0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
1: Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The college football season is less than a month away. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Big 12 representative who sent ESPN the cease and desist. And with me, as always, is AJ, Texas and Oklahoma killed tradition, Mark
2: you know, I was gonna come on here and also uh, try to sue ESPN slash Disney, but now that Jalen Suggs is a part of the Disney family, uh, I'm on I'm board the train.
1: So, are you upset that Scarlett Johansson's suing Disney?
2: I'm very upset that Scarlett Johansson. They weren't in theaters. Uh, Scarjo, what do you want? People to go to theaters and get COVID? Come on. That's literally what they said.
1: <laughs> Today, we're That's continuing right. our 2022 NFL Draft Summer Scouting Series with the Big 12. Horns down. Let's hit it.
0: Going out to Vegas. Gonna set my draft. Gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, seven, seven. seven. Seven Seven rounds in heaven with my lady Driving out to Vegas, baby Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? the home team let's go seven rounds let's go seven rounds together let's go seven rounds forever
1: and that's a song well spotify green room users will know aj's no longer doing hockey spotify green rooms the nhl season's way over AJ's focus has turned to the NBA draft, specifically the Orlando magic's draft where AJ, are you just talking about the magic's draft class? I'm only talking about the magic's draft
2: class and I'm going to break it down who they would have taken if they had each specific pick in the draft. Um, first of all, I mean, obviously lots of Suggs talk, lots of friends talk. Don't even need to say the last name. He's just known as friends around our parts. Uh, they tr- the big trade in the second round, the Clippers took uh, the Ohio kid. That's all I'll call him. I can't remember his name. Um,
1: Jason Preston. <laughs> yeah.
2: The Ohio kid. Ohio had a player drafted. Michigan had a couple players drafted. I'll say nobody drafted. Just throw that in there, too. Uh, and that's what we're well, talking about. Well, Dwayne
1: for. Washington signed with Indiana. That's pretty good he signed too, with Indiana. contract. That's true. That is true. Yeah, Spotify room a live audio-only sports talk platform free to download and to use. Talk to AJ, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties like the NBA draft, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news like what's Jalen Suggs doing today in Orlando. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, Follow anyone and everyone and be notified when they go live. Come with your spiciest takes. Like why Franz Wagner was the seal of the draft. Okay. It's not it's not hot, that's just correct. Oh, okay. Sorry. my you know what? My apologies. Uh the Big Twelve. We have uh, we got through the Pac twelve, we're into the Big Twelve. Next week they what, ACC? Um Yeah. Part of today's show, will we will include Texas and Oklahoma, even though we wish we weren't. Because they tr- betrayed the Big 12. The Big 12, which consists of 10 teams, is now only 8 teams. Um, before we get into it, AJ, quickly, what's your ideal ser- scenario for the remaining 8? I don't
2: know. I, I think I'm getting on board of this uh, super big american conference where it's just the big 12 and the american athletic combo and go like add someone else i saw uh the college football reddit twitter say add army and just go like four divisions of five teams that sounds like a lot of fun imagine imagine like a a two-week championship week i mean with, with the playoffs that's so much but that'd be really cool too
1: i really liked when i saw that uh the college football reddit's post of that the, uh, the the bubble or the po- I guess it's a pod. The pod that was just all the Texas schools. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, that would be legit cool. and like it, I mean, it works really well. All
1: right. You heard it here first. AAC Super Conference. Like the Super League in soccer. But
2: I want it to be called the Big American.
1: Okay. That's, I mean, that's a great like name. That. That's a great yeah. name. Okay. Done. Done, done. Sealed, delivered. I'll take it to the bosses. Alright, let's get into the quarterbacks. And let's start with my number one quarterback in the 2022 NFL draft in many peoples. Max Duggan. Max Duggan. old oh, Max. He can't throw a slant on time, but boy, can he run. <gasps> okay, yes. Yeah, so Spencer Rattler. <laughs> yeah. Is he your number one quarterback at this point in time?
2: Yeah, yes, he is, yes. He is. Uh I, I have a borderline first round grade on him, Rob.
1: I think he is clearly Especially the way he got better throughout the season. And if you do yeah. um, some of the games like down the stretch there into the bowl game, he he is so. And of course, he's a redshirt freshman. And he was learning as he went, and he was so much better by the end of the season. And I think he, yeah, you throw on the tape, and it's it's pretty clear that. Although as much as I like Malik Willis, as much as I like Carson Strong, um, and, and we'll get to some other big name quarterbacks uh, in the next three conferences, but. As much as I like those guys, Spencer Rattler, you come away and you think, like, this guy is a first-round guy. Those other guys showed things that could get them there, but Spencer Rattler is going to be a first-round pick.
2: Yeah, I think that's a very fair takeaway. And, yeah, honestly, the the, the, the big takeaway for me that really put him you know, into that, because it's the summer. We're, we're, both of us are fairly stingy on first-round grades, so a borderline first-round grade um, is, is rare for me at this point. Um, but, yeah, I think the big takeaway was how much he got better at his decision-making and minimizing his risks throughout the season. You, you watch the K-State game where he threw th- three picks or four picks. I can't remember. And they lost. Four. four. Three touchdowns, four picks. And then you, you jump to the Florida game where he was pretty spectacular. It could have been an even bigger game. There's a couple deep drops. Um, and you just come away, you're thinking, okay, another full off offseason uh, for, like you said, a guy that's just coming off his retro freshman year. Uh, with the country fairly normal at this point, uh, going into a normal season, and you know the sky's the
1: limit for him. Um, it, it it's not even it's not just the arm talent, but that stands out so much, and it's the deep ball placement. Yeah. It's out of structure, off platform, these Mahomesian type deep balls. It's the poise under fire. Where I was watching the Iowa State game, and you had a rusher. Uh, coming, front side, right on him. He, I mean, he felt it. He stayed strong. He dropped a dime down the seam, um, just a perfectly placed ball over the shoulders into the bucket. You see that time and time again, and and, and like you said, he just got so much more consistent. Like you saw flashes early in in his uh, yeah. red shirt freshman season, where you're like, yeah, the arm talent. You're like, I can see why he was the number one quarterback recruit, five star, and everything. Why there was so much hype. But there's a lot that needs to be put together in terms of consistency with decision-making, placement, not forcing things into traffic, um, and, and just being more consistent even with his footwork and maneuvering through the pocket. And then by the end of the season, it's like all this stuff was cleaned up so quickly. And, yeah, yeah. through a season in which there was a pandemic and they didn't have a proper fall, fall, uh, spring and fall. Um, and, and now, yeah, another year in the system, another year with Lincoln Riley. Uh returning a ton on offense and i i, I don't know like it, it it almost seems insane to think any other quarterback would end up the QB1 by the end of this process like we've I, seen uh, it we've seen it before where a quarterback comes out of nowhere and does that obviously we, we we've seen it fairly recently but i don't know he just he has all the physical tools and the mental makeup you can just see him progressing so quickly like, He's so much faster through his reads by the end of the season. He's not staring stuff down by the end of the season. He 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 he's making just consistent jaw dropping plays out of structure um by the end of the season. He he's everything you want in a modern quarterback, I would say. Yeah, I going back to what you,
2: you said there, I was so impressed with how um like composed he is and uh in the face of pressure, he's just so cool and um Honestly, sometimes he's a bit too laxed. Where like he just kind of like he's just so focused downfield, which it's not even a knock at this point. And he's usually so good at escaping it. Like you know, nine out of ten times, it's perfect. Sometimes you see him just a little chill, and then one of those uh, <laughs> sneaky athletic Big Twelve uh, defensive linemen get on him or something. You know what I mean? But like that, that will all come clean. And like you said, the footwork uh, sloppy at times. Kind of gets stuck sometimes. Uh, as, I, uh, but releasing. I do think it.
1: I do think it got, got better. better throughout the season. Yeah, like yeah, it, it, that was the point I was going to make. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry.
2: No, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, like, like it just I'm just going over things. Uh, like you said, the arm is all there. But you know what? I'm I really impressed with is like, it's it's such an easy deep ball. Like he he looks the same toes to to the top of his head to the release point uh, when he's throwing a five yard pass or when he's throwing a 50 yard pass, and like that that just really impressed me. And and lastly, last thing I'll add here. Uh, his accuracy on the move is really impressive. And like you said, uh, the off platform throws and just the regular scrambly throws, he just does such a good job of getting his shoulder square. And he's, he's very, very accurate.
1: I do. I also want to add that he isn't like, he's an athletic quarterback, but he rarely looks to run. Yeah. He always remains a passer as long as he can, keeps his eyes downfield as he's flushed from the pocket, rarely tucks and goes. Um, and I think that's something that really separates him from a guy like Malik Willis, who lean, can lean heavily on that that um, rushing ability at times, whereas Rattler always seems to remain a quarterback.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I'm sure the situation helps him, too, where, you know, he knows he's got some really strong offensive and some really great weapons, and whatnot can be to where, you know, Malik Willis can just out-athlete everyone on the field at his level, right? But yeah, yes. no, no, for sure. His composure level is is extremely impressive.
1: Um, do you have any draftables on the remaining quarterbacks?
2: No, I don't have any other draftables. Um, we can do other quarterbacks. Um, I, I, I just want to guy? touch
1: on some some quickly. Yeah. Let's touch on Purdy quickly because he's a guy who Oof, went into okay. last season as a first round yeah. guy, where it was what we like to say a Walter football first round pick. You threw on the tape and you didn't see it. Uh, he he's a guy who's he's gonna end up the best quarterback in Iowa State history, obviously. But it's just the physical tools aren't there, um, and, and just the inconsistencies and accuracy, and the the turnover prone decisions, especially just yeah. under when he feels the rush, it, like anything can happen. So that that's I I imagine there's a path where we see him at the senior bowl and he he does end up a day three guy potentially but yeah that's that's a guy who has kind of a bigger name than game i would say
2: yeah i agree like i'll I'll own up to it i didn't hate him at this point last year the first round talk it was insane but uh i thought you know like uh, a mid-ish day three guy um now i don't have draftable grade but i think he regressed big time last season like you said uh the decision making completely fell apart i thought his accuracy was just a lot worse um, I thought that's something that you know, like the arm strike was never the, never a tool for him. But I thought like he was a good accurate quarterback. But last year, just I don't know, completely fell apart. He kind of got his bearings toward the end of the season, but uh, still not a lot there. Um, not, another guy getting weird hype, uh, Tyler Shug. That I okay, I kind of like. I was gonna,
1: I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna kind of lump him and Spencer Sanders in a group together here. Where it's yeah. the guys who you see it at times, they've clearly got the physical tools, yeah. um, And it's just kind of putting it together with uh, consistent ball placement at each level, consistent um, decision making, and like, like I like Spencer Sanders a lot, and I, th- I think he could be something. But obviously, getting hurt last year kind of derailed yeah. that. Um, and then yeah, with Tyler Show, you saw it at times at Oregon. Obviously, he transfers to Texas Tech, uh, big guy. Moves pretty well for a bigger guy, yeah. I think pretty clean mechanics too, um. But it's kind of with both those guys, I think it's more of a wait and see thing.
2: Yeah, like with with Shug, like he like he's six five two twenty. He looks the part. Like you said, the the athleticism is there. Uh, I think the arm like not elite, but it's there. Um, You see, you see the ability to push it downfield. Um, I think it'd be really fun at Texas Tech. I think the glimpses are there, uh. But right now his tape is just like inaccurate lots of panicky throws, and lots of those are short balls. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to be really fun at Tech. And, yeah, I, I like Sanders last year. I think there's something there. Uh And then, yeah, D- Duggan, honestly, remember, I feel like weirdly I gave Duggan shit last year. Like, not even – obviously, he wasn't eligible yet. But I, I didn't come around on him, but he's better than I thought he was. He's, he's a tough he's, guy. He, he's a good athlete. You know,
1: I'll throw him – even I'll throw him with, with the other two in terms of it's more of a wait-and-see thing because he was a guy who yeah. – he play, played pretty well as a, as a true freshman, um, yeah. and then he had a heart condition before the season at TCU last year, and obviously with the COVID stuff too, and so he said, I'm pretty sure he didn't, he said he didn't feel like himself until December, because uh, cause he obviously started throughout the year, despite the, the surgery, but, um, so that's another guy who, and, and like he moves really well, he's a very good athlete, yeah. and like the and arm like, I is think- there.
2: Darm is there, the like, like uh, quick release. And I was kind of impressed at how consistently, I and mean, this is a bad thing for TCU, but it was impressive for me that he was getting like, I think it was a Texas game. He was getting hit, hit hard, like every snap, but yeah, making tough the throws tough. and tough throws. So I, yeah, I so, can way impressed about that. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so I'd say those three are kind of in this wait and see thing where yeah, the, the, the potential, talent is there. Yeah, exactly. They have the physical stuff. Um, and just let me please talk about Joe because he's a Maxion bowling green transfer to West Virginia. He's a good college quarterback. And yes. I, I think he's a guy who's gonna be at the uh, NFL PA bowl and play in the CFL. He has
2: his moments. Definitely has his moments. Ha- he has some
1: impressive deep accuracy he throws. Yep. I like I like like undrafted grade, but I legitimately like I, I think he's quite quite a good college quarterback.
2: Bigger grade than Purdy though?
1: No. Be honest.
2: Okay. All right. I thought, I thought you were going to say yes. <laughs> I wish. Purdy Speaking is of- my lowest grade of, of the guys we talked about. Not not Deggy though, but the other guys. I have them above Purdy.
1: Is, but Charlie Brewer was your number one until he transferred from Baylor?
2: Yeah, he's the top. He would have been my top guy in the Big 12.
1: Uh, okay. Speaking of Purdy, how about his teammate, Brees Hall? Uh, is he your number one running back?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously he's my number one running back. Is he your number one running back?
1: Yes, Brees Hall is my number one running back in the country. Um, yeah. I, like, I don't have a first-round grade, but I could see him becoming a first-round pick. I I got a
2: mid-second-round grade on him right now, but I, I totally agree, yeah.
1: Yeah, same. 6'1", 215, incredible balance, big burst yeah. for a 215-pound a back. Um, just, a, I thought, a really instinctual runner. Absolutely, really, yeah. Yeah, just impatient. Which yep. is something David Montgomery also had at Iowa State. They're they're doing a good job of training up patient runners. Um he'll press the line, he'll wait, he'll find a crevice, and he'll hit it and the like that's he he turns nothing into something pretty consistently. Yeah. Um and then yeah, with the instincts it's just he knows how to string moves together in tight he quarters, does. in the open field. He just he very good body control was something I thought.
2: Yeah. Um I agree with everything you said. Like it's first of all, he's pretty much ideal running back size. Um he's sudden but also fluid and like you said just the vision is great. He's instinctual as hell. And like when he gets in the open field, he he's just so dangerous when he gets to the second level. And then you combine that with the great contact balance. Uh, he's got a really effective stiff arm when he throws it. Uh he's dangerous as hell. And he feels so complete right now except maybe the one thing you want to Nitpick him for is you like to see him do more in the passing game, and I he had gonna, like twenty three ca- catches last year. But um, saw saw this stat apparently only one of his career targets was more than eight field eight yards downfield.
1: Yeah, I was gonna so, say he doesn't get utilized. Yeah, a ton a ton as a pass catcher in terms of being asked to do all that much other than be a check guy, down guy of the backfield. But I do want to say he he is a quite competent pass protector.
2: Yeah, no, uh, very, very solid. Um, I totally agree. But yeah, it's almost like just using him in the pass game um, wouldn't just be huge for his draft stock, but that feels like that could be huge for Iowa State's success. Period, because it feels like something that could lend to Purdy's success really well, um, especially with all the balls he was forcing last year. And I think that would just be huge if they could unlock him, not just as you know a swing pass catcher, and figure out a little more of a downfield and see him, let him run it a little more routes.
1: Um, is your number two back Eric Gray of Oklahoma? Who was
2: it? He is. Um, he is. I, they're my only two draftable grades.
1: Oh, really? Um, okay. I've got three more draftables.
2: I have like, uh, one, two. I liked, I honestly, I like the whole group to be completely honest. I just don't have draftable grades. Got a bunch of borderline draftables.
1: So with Eric Gray, obviously Tennessee transfer, he's down at Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Love that. Um, repping the number zero he was yeah. an, a guy at tennessee where though you could see it all the physical tools the i think he's got great short area quickness open field elusiveness catches the ball pretty well um not the most powerful runner but breaks arm tackles yeah mm-hmm. he, he does run hard um i i do want to see some things to kind of elevate to like, cause I, I, I see a guy who is day two talent there and, and I think to elevate to that day two level, I want to see him, um, vision was a, was, was something I want to see improved. That'll um, just help having that Oklahoma's line in front of them. He, exactly. Uh, I, I, I'm obviously past protection. That's always something I just want to see him, um, kind of turn, turn more inside runs into positives. I, I felt a lot of the time it was if it wasn't there, not a lot was going to happen. Which is something going back to Bruce yeah. Hall. Bruce Hall does a great job of making something happen when nothing's there. Um, but I, I, again, that was like part of the problem was Tennessee couldn't throw the ball, so it was a lot of stacked boxes Eric Gray was running yeah. into. Um, but I'm super excited to see him at Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, he, he feels like he shot out of a cannon, uh, pretty often. I think the Bruce is great. Yeah,
1: and he runs like those, you say. He runs hard as hell.
2: Yeah, and I I think you see some really nice contact balance. I, I you see him go head first or head on into contact, and keep his feet and get out of there situations that you're surprised on. I actually would like to see him uh, be a little bit better in the open field. I I think the Kentucky game where he was one on one with a linebacker a couple times, a couple once after the catch, and just some open field tackles and just getting tripped up enough that you're like, you know, you know the ones where you know the running backs pounding the dirt and hops up after. I'd like to see him just kind of close those out a little more, which I think will happen in the Big 12. And um, 30 catches last year, but a couple couple bad drops, just concentration drops that um, will come. So, yeah, I, I definitely think he's got the talent to push up to a, to a day-two
1: type of back. Especially now that he's at Oklahoma.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's a great transfer for him.
1: All right. My my, my third back, Sir Roderick Thompson of Texas Tech, who I just too. love. Okay. He was kind of a pleasant surprise for me. Another well-built back, six foot two fifteen. I thought co- contact balance and, and pass catching ability were pretty. Like he at Tech, he's he's catching a fair amount of passes, um, and he looked pretty confident and comfortable doing it. Uh, and he breaks a lot of arm tackles. He's really good balance. Um, I do want to see him make dudes miss a little bit more. I I kind of do worry about the overall athleticism there, but I don't. I I I, I liked what I saw out of him.
2: Hey, you saw you saw that one long run against Texas, and that's SEC speed. So if you run away from the Texas D, you can run away from anyone. Um, but, but no, yeah. At that size, I, I think he's got good juice for the size. He's pretty sudden. Um, like you said, contact balance. You see some like agility there. He's kind of nimble. I definitely think there's a lot. There's a lot to build on for a guy that came out of
1: nowhere for me too. Um, I also I I like Letty Brown and LD, LDB Brown. LD Yeah, my, uh, after those, Leti, those guys, my next group is like Brooks, Brown, and Brown. <laughs> Br- Br- Letty Brown runs really tough. He's just a really physical, yeah. powerful runner. Um, I loved his contact balance. And then LD Brown from Oklahoma State. I like the elusiveness and the athleticism. I thought he had some big bursts, some nice quicks. Uh, and yeah, you mentioned Kennedy Brooks too. He's a guy who took a year off, opted out because of COVID. He's back now, and you get to pair him with um, uh, Eric Gray, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah, he's he's I, kind of just can like I I thought I elusiveness and quickness were kind of his game, but he's well built and I don't know he, he makes a lot of splashy plays.
2: Yeah, he's a rugged runner. I, I feel like he's got good vision, just runs hard, breaks tackles. I think he's got the makeup to be a reliable RB two,
1: and he kind of reminds me of Jamal Williams. I have read a Damian there. Williams comp on him.
2: He reminds me of some Williams. Maybe it could be, uh, who other? Ted Williams on the baseball diamond. Uh, yeah, 5'11", 215. I like him. Uh, LD, I, I agree with what you said. I was really impressed by his pass bro, though. Uh, I thought he had above average pass protection ability, especially for a guy that's you know, 5'9", 200-ish, probably yeah, under not, 200. Not big. I was impressed there. And yeah, Letty, just, Letty Brown just runs really hard. But I do think if he goes horizontal, there's kind of just nothing there. But with the contact balance and the hard running, uh, he's fun. I like I liked that whole group, to be honest. Like, even Rashawn Johnson at Texas, I know he's going to be RB2, but he's a big boy at 6'2", 223. He's yeah, kind of fun.
1: Former quarterback, uh, I, yeah. I think he's a nice physical, smart runner. Yeah. Um, very willing pass protection. He Yeah, I, I liked all these – like, I didn't dislike any of the backs we watched.
2: No, I think it's a good group. And, like, I think we'll see a lot of these guys get into, into camps. Or uh, which, who do you have draftable grades on after Gray?
1: um thompson and the browns
2: okay so you got a lot yeah and they're, they're, they are I'd, like i said i go go thompson brooks browns uh close and all borderline draftables for me
1: uh okay jumping to wide receivers how many draftable grades do you have one who
2: is it uh surprise me again texas tech eric yeah, uzukanama okay.
1: so we agree on that though that yeah he, i like him he was my favorite. I don't know a whole lot, and he's really good. Both the tech guys, uh, the Thompson and, and him. Yeah. He's, uh, so 6'3", 220, already built awesome. Eric Izukanma, however you said it, you said it better. Izukanma? Um, I don't know. Physical as hell at the catch point. Physical yeah. as hell after after the catch. I He, he like, never went down on first contact. Yeah. Um, ball expertise, not big burst downfield, not, like, big long speed, but wins those 50-50 balls. Uh, I want to see better route running. Part of that is he's, like, not asked to run more than three routes. But a pretty good, I thought a pretty good release repertoire, despite which gives me confidence that he could improve as a route runner.
2: Yeah, I think for like for a guy that's six three two twenty, I, I think he's like fairly twitchy and he's got some suddenness in him, mm-hmm. and those traits are huge when you can just learning how to run routes. I think, you know, like like Char- DJ Chark, obviously not the same players, but I uh, remember him like he was not just not running a lot of routes um, in college, and but you saw the traits there. Not not copying them, obviously they're very different players, but I, I think just see when you see that suddenness, especially for a bigger guy, which Chark's big too. Um, it just, I think that translates into a guy that, you know, can get there if, if he, if he wants to, you know,
1: mm-hmm. um, he, he also, I thought he did a really good job finding holes in zone coverage. They, they run a lot of option routes and he always, he seemingly always made the right decision. He'd find good holes, settle down, just pick up five, seven yards. Uh, he, he, yeah, I don't know. I know he broke his arm this off season, so we'll see what happens there, but. He, he's looking like a guy who's like a legitimate high day three or higher draft pick at some point.
2: Yeah, I have a, I have a late day three on him right now, but no, I, I think the talent is there.
1: Um, there I, I, do, okay, I want to point out two wide receivers who I just want to see more of. Uh, Both the Oklahoma guys. Theo Weiss, Jaden yeah. Hazelwood, both really young. Both, I think, technic, technically because of COVID rule. Will be redshirt sophomores, yeah. Yeah, we obviously played a lot more last year. Uh, Hazelwood was the big, big recruit. Um, and then obviously, they have Marvin Mims who's still another year away from being eligible. He's, but he's I the best think of though, three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like clearly the best. I think those two are, are definitely guys to track because you can see the talents there. Physical t- tools like we can fly. Hazelwood's uh, more of a big physical, um, yeah, body like Denzel Mims esque type receiver. So I'm really excited to see more of them. That the, you just need to see more at this point. Um, I I do. Who's your number two guy?
2: Uh, Xavier Hutchinson, but uh, you do I him. just think he's re-
1: reliable. Yeah. What I, I was gonna say, yeah. Um, I want. I'm excited. Another guy I just want to mention, Joshua Moore, Texas, just to see how Sark uses him because he can kind of yeah. fly. So, that's a guy who could – he's really real thin. That's a guy who could do something. And I, I – one more thing. Winston Wright from West Virginia, I really like the way they use him. Like, I don't have a draftable grade on him, Yeah. but he's fun.
2: I'll add one more thing here. It's um, – uh, not, not to talk out of school if I'm even using that term right, but I saw Dan Brugler had Brayden Johnson from Oklahoma State in his top uh, 20 senior receivers.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I wasn't, I, I wasn't
2: I super impressed, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I – I like a lot of these younger guys more. Yeah, um, like he, he, he can fly a little bit, but his twenty nineteen was better than his twenty twenty. Yeah, like he's know. a he
2: decent just... deep threat, but he he just really struggles to find the ball at times. And yeah, the, if you're the a ball deep threat, skills, and you can't do that, then you're uh, you're in trouble. The,
1: yeah. <laughs> the ball skills and the in the route running were the big. Uh, I'm not so mm-hmm. sure about him. Um, but talking tight ends, talking tight ends. That should be our. own. We should do a show where we just do tight ends. agree. Who's your number one tight end?
2: (laughs) I like the two obvious guys here, but my number one is the soon-to-be SEC man. (laughs) Not really. Austin Stogner from uh, Oklahoma. I I have them very close between Stogner and Kohler, but uh, I think just Stogner's upside is is a lot more enticing. A
1: lot. Yeah. So – Stogner, he's playing a lot of the same role that Mark Andrews played at Oklahoma where he's playing that yeah. big jumbo slot. 6'6", 260. Play some H-back as well. Uh, kind of just a, a bit of a power forward out there. Kind of dunking on dudes. Really good yeah. in traffic. Again, awesome catch point player. Um, doesn't do a ton as a blocker. Isn't asked to do a ton as a blocker also because he's playing in the slot so much. Um, and isn't asked to do a lot in terms of route right running lot of seam routes. Um but yeah, he's yeah. just a guy dripping with potential.
2: Yeah, you see the body control. Like obviously, like you said 66260 is huge. Uh he's got a big catch radius and he uses it really well. Um ties that with a nice body control. Uh some nice vertical speed, but you like like you said kind of a lot of seam routes. I will say as a blocker, um very very not technically sound. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's got plenty of strength to him and I think he's willing. I think Well, he's also in- huge. And he's huge. And he's huge, right? I, so I don't think, like, obviously it's going to be a slight knock for him if, if come draft time for him. But I, I don't think an NFL team is going to look at him and be like, okay, we can't ever turn this guy into someone that can play in line. Well, I mean, I, I mean,
1: I, you you can use these same things I don't de, dig on. Uh, they, with Mark Andrews, right? Like, And I, yeah. I don't think anyone's complaining about that with Mark Andrews. No,
2: I. but I think even at this point, I think he's a better blocker than Mark Andrews was.
1: He's better than Mark Andrews. You heard it here first. Um, At this
2: point, <laughs> yeah, he is.
1: It, so far of the tight ends we've done, it's kind of, there's. I don't think there's anyone who you absolutely bang the table for as a top 100 guy necessarily. Do you have, okay. where Where would you put, if just because we talked about three good ones last week in the Pac-12, where would you put Stogner if you're ranking him with those three? Uh, slightly ahead. Okay, I've got him behind all three.
2: Okay. I, very, very slightly. I got like a I got a fourth, fifth round grade on Stagner. I got a fourth, fifth round grade on Kohler, I had a fourth, fifth round grade on those three too. So it's just like it's really just slightly ahead.
1: Okay. Uh with Kohler, you're getting a guy another guy who's 6'6", 260. great hands, really uh physical at the catch point, does a good job finding yes. holes in zone. Big big worry is just not a very good athlete, nothing is a red runner. Like I can't see him really elevating himself past being a day three guy. Mainly because of, I just don't think he has the athleticism, yeah. and just the lack of separation and the lack of route right running ability scare me off. But he, I do have like a, a a firm day through draftable.
2: Yeah, like I like if I have a fourth fifth, I think like he's gonna go there, and he's, like he's not gonna go any worse than that because there are teams that still covet guys like that because, you know, he's 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 a bit like a Kyle Rudolph, like he's big, he's physical, uh, a bit physical after the catch too. Like I said, I, see, I, he's not fast at all, but he's not—he's not some cumbersome guy, I don't think. Like we've, we've seen a lot worse
1: athletes at tight end. Um, I think part of my my issue though is he's not a good athlete, and he's like he's just giving me nothing really as a route runner.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you do you like his teammate Chase
1: Allen? I think Chase Allen blocks really hard. I, he does. Well, it's funny because yeah. Stogner and Kohler are both. The pass catchers. Then we got Chase Allen and Jeremiah Hall. Who are both yeah. just like... Per, like all they're there to do is block. Um, I think Chase Allen can find himself into... Uh, potentially onto a roster because of his, his blocking efforts and his size. I, I'd like to add 20 pounds to him though and just have him only ever block. I like... And I also really like the way they use them.
2: They use both of them so well. Like it's... yeah.
1: Cola Kohler's the wide receiver one and on the team, really. Yeah. And then with Jeremiah Hall, he's like he's more of a true fullback, really. I
2: like I always always enjoy the those like the fullbacks that Oklahoma trains. Feels like they're one of like the, the most fun for fullbacks. Remember, I still love Dimitri Flowers, Rob. I'll never forget Dimitri Flowers. I'm
1: I'm honestly still shocked he didn't make it in the NFL. I I, I
2: really think just the NFL's did. not creative enough for him. I think some team should if he to sh-
1: for him. if 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 Shani had him, he would have been thriving. Hundred percent,
2: hundred percent. You know, <laughs> this is this is big in the weeds. But I thought I thought Tyree McCants, the old USF wide receiver, who was oh my god, I know built like a this. fullback. I think they could have turned him into a into an elite fullback. He was built Pass- like Nick
1: Lewis. Fullback. He was built like Nick Lewis from the Calgary Stampeders. He was. I love I love the- Ty- but he was so good for USF. Uh, you just missed the glory days of USF football.
2: Oof, like three years ago? Yeah. I mean, and then before that, yeah.
1: Okay, offensive line talk. Um, Let's just do... Do you want to do tackles then interior or do you no. want to do it all together? Do it together. <laughs> uh, who's your number one overall offensive lineman? Uh, Marquise Hayes from Oklahoma. Okay, I do not like him.
2: Okay. <laughs> I don't have a high grade on him. I got a... I like okay, training, I but... I
1: have a a fairly high grade on one of these guys.
2: Okay, here you you go ahead if since you got a fa- you're a fan of someone.
1: Wanya Morris, who transferred from Tennessee to Oklahoma, similar to Eric Gray, who should be starting a left tackle for Oklahoma. Yeah. I, I think you can see why he was a five star recruit. Uh, I hate that Tennessee rotates him in and out. That got yeah, really I, annoying. I'm gonna be
2: honest. I didn't get eyes on him because I couldn't figure out when the hell he's playing because they play him at the fucking jumbo tight end spot too.
1: He, uh, they like rotate him and, uh, Johnson. I can't remember his name. Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They rotate them like every series. It was really awful. Um, yeah. But he, he is, he's a a heck of an athlete. 6'5, 312. Moves really well. Does a really good job getting the second level. Plays with some MF -er to him. I thought, um, he bend like the bend he, in leverage he played with, uh, was awesome too. He's a very talented run blocker who just, is technically not there as a pass protector. Um, his feet are a little wonky. His base can get pretty narrow. His hands can shoot outside and, and, and won't be on time with his feet. Uh, and, and add that all together, and that hurts your anchor, obviously. But I'm really excited to see what happens with him at Oklahoma uh, because, again, I think all the physical tools are there, and he's a, he's a very talented run blocker. I like him a lot, and I think I think he's got some high, high potential.
2: Fair enough. Um, Tennessee's gonna feel really stupid when Morris and Gray go go high from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's.
1: Uh, I, I, yeah, I just I, wanna
2: Okay, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, Obina Ezi, uh the Memphis transfer to TCU. He's a guy i have seen hype on, and I don't see it. And because there's only two tackles we're really talking about here, him and Wanya Morris. Yeah. Figure, let's bang that out. Um, did you, do you see it? No, no,
2: no, no, I don't. That's, I don't get it. That.
1: Is it because he's a name that's been around? Like, he's a good AAC guy, and he's 6'8", and, like, he is – he's just – he plays so high, and his feet are awful. And I he forgot
2: just, he had buzz until until you mentioned
1: it, to be honest. He's, like, a 6'8 athlete who moves quite well. And, and, yeah. But, like, he doesn't – like, I don't know. He doesn't know how to pass protect at all, and he plays so high – and it's almost like he he, he walls guys off in, in the run game rather than try to get in in them and and drive them downfield. I don't know. I just thought I should mention I, I cause he's transferring to TCU and um I don't know, I just didn't see it.
2: Yeah, no, me neither. And hey, you didn't see with Marquise Hayes. Well I, I actually a guy I saw lots of buzz for. Um I like him as a day three guy. Like he's he's 330 ish. Big guy, uh, powerful guy. I think the anchor is good. Pulls well. He moves pretty solid for that size, and he holds up pretty well in pass protection. And this time last year, I, I think there was buzz for him too. And I threw him on and and Tyrese Robinson on, and um, I wasn't impressed with either of them this time last year. You saw the traits, but and Ely, they're both yeah.
0: huge.
2: They're both big. And I, I again throw on the twenty twenty. Um, I don't think Tyrese Robinson made the steps. I think he just looks still so sloppy, and he's just yeah, slow, yeah. and he loses like that. But I think Hayes, Hayes, I think he got his shit together, and I think
1: he's he's gonna take another leap this year. Yeah, with Ro- Robinson, you you like you can see the power at times, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you sloppy is kind of the right word there. Um, just kind of doesn't have the athleticism to hold up, and, and yeah, that can yeah, be a exactly. problem in pass protection. Where you no, know, I think you're right with Hayes in terms of, and Hayes being like he is so big. Uh, yeah. I I think he's both the better athlete and more of the mf effort in him. Agreed. Like yeah. More yeah. of the tone no, I... setter. Uh, feet were the big thing with me. Feet and bend. I want to see him play with better leverage. I like all that power, all that size yeah. behind him, and, he, and he'll pop up too frequently. Um, in then yeah, in pass protection, when the feet get sketchy, the base gets sketchy, and that's when the whole thing collapses. But. I can see that. I I definitely see the uh, appeal, the steps towards him becoming something.
2: Yeah. Uh, did you have any draftables on the inside?
1: I like Josh Sills.
2: Okay, I got a six round grade on him.
1: Okay, Next yeah, game. like, and he's a guy who I uh, kind of what you said about Hayes. I thought, um, obviously, West Virginia transfer. I thought he got a lot better this year at Oklahoma State, and you know six, what? Five, uh, I was kind of impressed that. Sorry, just to jump on your toes here, but.
2: He had a, they, they kicked him out to tackle just because of injuries at times. And yeah. he didn't look
1: bad. He didn't look no. bad. And I, he, uh, yeah, six five three twenty eight He's built to be a left guard in the power scheme. But, yeah, when they asked him to yeah. tackle, he he did a lot better than I was expecting. Um, Me too. Really powerful. Not the greatest athlete. That's kind of the big flaw. That's why I think he's, like, power scheme specific. But I I, I think really strong hands. Great leg drive when he gets into India. A strong anchor in pass protection. He's got um, wide bodies. He's really bulky yeah. up top. He looks like a guard. Um, yeah, no. I also... Totally agree. Sp- speaking of a guy who played guard and the kick to the tackle, Doug Nestor, who was at Vodtech, just transferred to West Virginia. He's a guy who... Vodtech was playing him, like... um, At right guard and due to injury, he kicked at the right tackle and looked surprisingly good there. That's a guy who I... I, I just kind of want to keep my eye on. Six seven three twenty one. He was... The biggest recruit, Votek, had gotten in a while, uh, mm-hmm. and now he's out West Virginia, and uh, I, I like what Neil Brown's doing, and I'm excited to see him there. <laughs> Go Mountaineers. I don't like any of the Iowa State offensive linemen. I'll tell you that for free. All really, right. Uh, like, okay, just to wrap up the offense as a whole, because that's, that's what the Big 12 is about.
2: Feels like a bit of a down year, especially because of the
1: wide yeah. receivers. The wide receivers, I think specifically, like again, I, I mean, like Brees Hall's that dude, Spencer Rattler's that dude. Yeah, uh, we we both like Stogner, um. But yeah, I mean, outside of Rattler and Hall, there's no like, oh my god, type dudes, right? Like, I mean, it's the number one quarterback and number one running back, but after those two, yeah, like,
2: it's saying a lot. But still, no, I totally, we're like, yeah, you know, especially usually...
1: with the wide receivers, though. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: then you know, like Marvin Mims is next year. Like it's it feels like a lot of the top guys are uh like coming off their freshman years. Marvin Mims is gonna be in the SEC by the time he comes out. It's <laughs> a good point. He's staying he's staying for all five years.
1: And to learn more about the Orlando Magic, tune into Spotify Green Room for when AJ goes live every Tuesday afternoon with Magic Talk with the Magic Man. Now you see me? Now you don't. It's live audio-only sports talk platform. It's not only Magic Talk, but that's why most people download it on, out of the iOS app store. Um, yeah. So that's why most people
2: download Green Room in, in general, is to listen yeah. to Magic Talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not even just AJ, just mag- different people doing Magic Talk. <laughs> There's a lot of us out. It's a very
2: saturated market, but it's it, it's rich.
1: It's rich. So create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow all the magic people, um, and come with your Magic Kingdom. We we call ourselves. Come with your m- most magical takes. Uh,
2: Suggs is gonna be an all star for sure.
1: Interior defensive line. Give us your hot uh,
2: take. <laughs> uh, I like Payton Winfrey. That's my hot take.
1: <clears throat> yep, he's hot awesome. Thing. Junior college transfer was incredible last year for Oklahoma. (laughs) I expect uh, him to be even better this year. Uh, We haven't had a lot of, thus far, uh, in our talks. We haven't had any, like, I think Ralph Hawley's been the interior (laughs) defensive lineman we've loved the most. And, like, uh, Winfrey looks like a guy who could do be uh, a top 100 guy for sure. 3 tuck 1 tech yeah. nose tackle moved all around 64 297 twitched up carries his weight really well. Yes, Hit, for sure. I think he as a power rusher, he is very talented. He does a really good job getting underneath guys and just blowing them up, gen- generating power in short area. Um and like I I want to see him be more stout as a run defender. He can he can kind of get washed out there sometimes.
2: Yeah, if he doesn't win that with just initial quickness as a run defender,
1: he gets he gets stonewalled. Yeah, agreed. but but again, a junior college guy who transferred to Oklahoma during the pandemic and yeah, was that that flashy his first year uh, at, at OU? And so I think I think a dude OU seems to have all the most interesting defenders in my mind. Um, I think he's a guy who on a really improved OU defense last year under Alex Grinch, like he's a guy who's poised to be all, all Big Twelve easily.
2: Yeah, I, I think right now, if I had to guess, I think he goes top 100. Um, I've got a fuck on him right now,
1: though. Same. Yeah, no, he, he's one of the best defenders of the Big 12, I think, prospect-wise.
2: Definitely. Um, Who's your, who's your second guy? Big old Andre Colburn?
1: Siaka I- Ika from Baylor, who was the LSU transfer. This is a guy who I, I think, similarly to Winfrey, is going to blow up this year. Now, he's... He uh, he looked really good as a freshman. Was part of that championship LSU team. Dave Aranda left for Baylor. Uh, he he was asked to play less nose tackle and and because they were they played more form and fronts under uh, he who who shall not be named as defensive coordinator. Um, and now he's transferred to Baylor. He followed Dave Aranda there. He's gonna be playing that true nose. He is powerful as hell. He can just eat up space, hold and occupy blocks. Um, I'm really excited for him as a nose tackle.
2: Yeah, no, he, he's pretty exciting. He's, I, I, he's also 6'4", I think 350. Yeah, he's big. Coburn's, what, 6'2", 350? He's massive, too. He's yeah,
1: just, he he's my next guy. He's my third guy.
2: Yeah, I've got a, a late draftable on him. I think there's a Same. lot for him to work on. I Like, even just being more consistent in the run, which I think is, like, the biggest, you know, when you when you got a guy his size, but... Uh, no, I think – I think again, he was only at sophomore last year, I, I believe. So, uh, yeah. I think he'll take another big leap.
1: Yeah, he – he inconsistent, but when he's on, he's yeah. a very yeah. talented nose tackle. Um, yeah. And he plays really good leverage. He's like – again, like you said, he's only 6'2", but 350. He's got like kind of some natural leverage to him, not to the state of Puna Ford, but um, <laughs> yes. he, he, he can really – sit down, anchor down, uh, in the trenches at times. He, yeah. he. Yeah. No,
2: the, the glimpses are all, all there. It, it, he's totally like, I'm almost,
1: I'm almost put these three together. Winfrey, Ica and Coburn at just kind of at different levels in terms of you, you've seen it and now getting another year. Um, and, and Ica being in a better system, Winfrey come another year out of JC Coburn, just developing cause he, he's a younger player. I, I, I can see them all being, uh, pretty flashy defense line in the big 12 and Dante uh, stills I was about to say Darius is worse I think I like Dante better than Darius
2: <laughs> yeah of course you're gonna say that um yeah I, I think so. I think I do too I do too
1: he I, I think just a little a, a lot longer a little lenious yes. yeah. has a little more in his hands um less reliant on gap shooting as a pass rusher more reliant on those hands uh He'll he'll be all Big Twelve. I don't know. I I saw some hype for Corey Bethley. I don't know if that's just a TCU thing. Like TCU's always producing dudes. I didn't. Yeah, really look see how
2: good it. Ross Blacklock's been.
1: Right, fact I probably had a first round grade on him. So. Um, um. Yeah, I didn't really see it with Bethley.
2: Agreed. Um, jumping to edge, if we may, may we? We may. We may. Is your top guy Nick Benito? Yeah. Uh, how fond of you are of this
1: man? Uh, how I don't much know. do I think
2: Benita? <laughs> are you gonna dunk nuts? on me? And
1: be like, he's actually terrible. Um, no
2: no no, I don't think he's terrible. I'm just not I'm not sure what uh, I because okay, like PFF says he's like the greatest player in the country. Well he is. Uh, okay, okay, he is. Sorry, you're right. Okay, I'm on board now. PFF. I like him. I think
1: he's a really explosive pass rusher who's yes. Undersized playing a stranger role because he's, he's really playing off-ball linebacker a lot of the time. Well, the, yes. the, the, they play kind of that multiple front where they'll they'll go three down linemen and he'll be a true edge. Sometimes they'll, they'll go uh, do a three, 3 5 with him playing like a Sam linebacker role. He's not he's bad only... in coverage. No, he's not. 6 3 238 so he's not like the ideal size for an edge. But he's explosive as hell. Uh, I think he's very bendy around the edge. He, he yes. dips really well. Um, and... He his hands. You see flashes of uh, a club arm over. You, you see flashes of swipes. I want to see him kind of develop that and see a little more consistency in his hands. But in terms of being this far out from the actual draft, like the bend, the the twitch, they like the, the get off like the Get speed, off. Yeah. You you can see why people are hyped up about him. Um. Do I, you have I a mean, top one upgrade
0: like, on
2: him now?
1: No um okay
2: no me neither okay
1: i was just wondering okay yeah well like he, he is like i have him behind of the guys we've done i've had like obviously I, I, i've thibodeau. jumped ahead but like uh, sticking with just the conference that we've done on the show i have him behind cave thibodeau i have him behind ztf and he's my third. yeah i, I think i've ahead good. of my j sanders uh
2: yeah i do too i do too
1: okay so same same zone
2: so i, I, I had a fifth on my j i believe yeah yeah, around the same.
1: Okay. Um, but,
2: yeah, no, the, the get-off and just the, 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 the band Like, the traits are all there. It's just yeah. – um, yeah, no, I tell totally. you, he's fun. He's very fun. Who's your next guy? I, you know, I kind of went back to O'Shea Mathis, who I just like the potential he's, there with him.
1: I, w- I want to say with both him and with Trace Ford from Oklahoma State. Yeah, those are my top three guys, yeah. I think both of those, Mathis and Ford, Um, they're both r- – quite explosive, quite twitchy. Yes, uh, Mathis is long and lean and he's yeah. got some bend to him. He doesn't really have much of a pass rush plan other than attack that outside shoulder and win with my athleticism. Um, yes. but he, 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 He's exciting, I think. I think Trace Ford's exciting too. Trace Ford, um, uh, it, it's kind of simple. I think Trace Ford plays a weird role too where there will t- yeah. be times where Oklahoma State just hasn't play like off ball linebacker and blitz from wherever he wants, um, which can create mismatches. Is I mean it's smart on their part, um, but both both are really raw as run defenders and raw with their hands and pass rush plan. But I like them both. Like I, I, like you can, they have NFL talent. Agreed.
2: Yeah, and I think like Ford's put it together a little more. I don't yeah, know. F- they're both good.
1: I, I, I would say yeah. I would say Ford's. More ready, whereas Mathis, I, I don't know, he just seems like he's a higher floor, uh, higher, yeah. higher ceiling. Yeah, higher ce- yeah. Um, yeah, okay, okay, I want to jump to linebackers.
2: Yeah, you heard you said all these guys are the same, so I, I, <laughs> who's your top guy?
1: I do want to make a point that the Big 12 linebackers, um, now this is something that makes me really appreciate conferences where a conference like the Big 12 that's known for its pass heavy. Offenses like it's clear there's a certain type of linebacker that is recruited to the yes. big 12 where it's these guys who are almost bigger safeties. I mean, Malcolm Rodriguez at Oklahoma state was a safety um, and, no. and they're, they're undersized linebackers who move really well and, and are more competent in coverage than a lot of other linebackers. And I think that was, that was something where outside of like Mike Rose and Colin schooler, most of these guys kind of fit that same bill in terms of their size and, and their athletic gifts. Um, yes, it's clear they're trying out the CFL linebacker. linebackers. Yeah, exactly. Um, who's your number one linebacker? Because uh-huh. I do like I like two a lot. Okay, I I don't I don't have any draft guys. I don't okay. I don't
2: not not a huge fan. I, I actually gave it to micros <laughs> top guy, just pure production. Um,
1: I think Brian Asamoah Oklahoma is super talented.
2: Yeah, no, fair enough. I, he's he, my third guy.
1: He is a freaking flash on the screen with his, his athleticism. Um, now, he he's 6'1", 228. He hits like yeah. he's a car crash. So does... Uh, I'll get to my other guy in a sec. Um, <laughs> and he, he'll play Will. He'll play Mike. Uh, I mentioned how they have Benito kind of play that Sam. And then Asamo and Deshaun White are, are the two, two true off balls. Um, and like, he'll get, like, lost his instincts aren't, aren't great. He'll get lost. He'll bite on play action. He'll, he'll, yeah. uh, he'll take himself out of plays at times. Um, I think he's good in zone. Um, I, I want to see kind of more awareness. Like he has the athleticism to hang in coverage. It's just more about his eyes and be more aware of, of spacing and, and, and where, and where, uh, pass catchers are. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I just love how fast he fucking plays. I, he looks to kill people. Uh, I really appreciate that. And then my other guy's Terrell Bernard and it's a similar thing. Uh, Bernard from Baylor, who's just playing light out gets downhill in a fucking hurry looking to kill people. Uh, a little better instincts, little both of them struggle to, to stack and shed the, the lack of length They're both like six one yeah in the in the 220s. Um, yeah. I just I just love the play speed. I love the physicality and aggressiveness from them both. Uh, I haven't liked a lot of linebackers we've watched to this point in general. So I got excited to see dudes who play so fucking fast. Yeah, o- Overshawn is what, like 6'4", 217? Like it's Yeah, o- o- Oversha- Overshawn looks like a guy who who, was probably a stud in high school because he's so long and athletic, but he just yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. It. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I totally agree. But, yeah,
2: I, I, this so far I haven't been – but, I mean, we're still early and we're not in, even into the linebacker Conferences, really, but I haven't been super. Oh, the impressed. Big Ten? The Big Ten, baby. That's where, that's where all the linebackers are a little shine. Give me some more
1: Josie jewels. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I really haven't bought into like- any linebacker. I, I like I like hearing you get excited though.
1: Um, Mike Rose is the reigning Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's, he's not, like, the two linebackers I just talked about. No. He's built more like an old-school linebacker, 6'4", 250. They use him in a lot of different ways. I, I do like that, but he's just not a very good athlete. Um, plays really hard, and he hits really hard, but, uh, he also misses a lot of tackles. I don't, I don't really like him. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez is really small, plays really fast. Colin Schooler would have been in the Hall of Fame 30 years ago. Uh yeah i like to show um, a little bit too he's really fast i was just enamored by the speed and all these linebackers being so fast and athletic other than mike rose and colin schooler
2: it yeah it definitely is cool that that's sh- i mean it's like it's like the cfl the big 12 is like the cfl yeah i agree <laughs> uh jump to corners who, who do you got at the tippy top here
1: uh, I have one guy who, like, clear-cut number one, Trevious Hodges Tomlinson.
2: I, he's my top guy, too, but I, I still like Deshaun Jamison from Texas.
1: Uh, yeah, he's my number two. Those I think they're the top two guys, and that's it. So, I think my favorite thing about Tomlinson was his ability to play both man and zone. Like, he just was natural mirroring guys. He has great, quick, yeah. fast feet. Uh, and then in zone, I, I thought he did a really good job, um using his body to cover guys and and uh putting himself in the right like pretty good eyes attacks the ball well his closing speed really helped in that regard too um now uh, the big the big thing is he's 59177 so he's not built like an yeah. outside corner so is he a nickel at the next level I'm not sure but I don't know, like he's fluid he's so smooth he he finds the ball uh, in phase really well um, I like him a lot, playing off zone or off man. Not not great in press, just because again the size thing. But uh, really, uh, really natural corner.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I, absolutely, I think he's clearly the top dude. But I still, I still think there is something there with Deshaun Jameson, and I don't know if he got better last year. Maybe maybe a little bit, but I still like all the traits there. You know, like he's quick footed, the hips are still pretty smooth. Thought we're talking um, about Tomlinson. Yeah, no, I jumped to Jameson. Oh, I got so
1: confused. Sorry.
2: <laughs> you said it. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. He's the top guy. I was gonna oh, say Jameson. are you were gonna my, tell me I'm night. wrong? I'm no, I like I like Tomlinson a lot too. Uh, how how high of a grade do you have on Tomlinson from TCU, the cornerback? He
1: he is my highest rated Big Twelve defender. Uh, oh, okay.
2: I, I don't have him over at Benito, but he's
1: my I've got him, him Benito and Winfrey are my top three. Mine too. Mine too. Oh wait, Mine no. Two. Greg Eisworth's my number one. <laughs> Mike Rose my number two, and uh, <laughs> uh, oh, there's no one funny to say. Oh, uh, the rules uh, of three. Colin Schooler's up. number
2: three. Colin Schooler, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh
1: yeah. <my, laughs> yeah. Jameson's a guy who's a one, a really good return man. Yes. Yeah. Two. I always
2: like the good return guys. are DBs. Me too.
1: Like I think he's in a, like he he's. He's a really clean athlete. Um, I, I yes. Two things. I want him to, he, He's not a great tackler. He, he struggles to find the ball at times. I don't like him that much in zone, but I like him in man coverage. I like him as a nickel. Yeah. I think he – I have a draft ball on him.
2: Yeah, me too. Um, After those two, remember, I think he falls off a cliff. I totally agree. But, yeah, I remember last year <laughs> I was higher on Jameson. I was just really hoping he'd make a leap, and he didn't really. But, again, it's COVID, so hopefully it comes this year.
1: I mean, at minimum I think he finds his way in the NFL's return man. Sorry? I think at minimum he could find his way into the NFL as a return man.
2: Yeah, no, I agreed. I agree with you. And I that's not even saying that he's a bad D B
1: at all. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Uh do you like the safeties? Uh
2: I mean I don't okay, I feel like I've any, had such a I do you have any draftables? I want Draftable.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Colby Hartville appeal. But I feel like I've had such a I don't, I don't love hate relationship with Harville Peel. over th- I feel like this time of last year I, I shit on him <laughs> and then like early in the season he was really good and then late in the season like he there's a couple games where he like he couldn't find the ball but but you know as like a center fielder the talent is there I don't <clears throat> I think a lot of people might be higher on him than I am but i I' I'm,
1: I don't see it I don't I don't I don't know I don't am I missing something? Um I like trace uh, people than him. People like had him like uh I guess uh, uh I don't mind Sterling either. Uh, I
2: swear people had like top one hundred grades on him. And I'm not well, there I got like do, like a deep. Remember three grade on he but.
1: originally came out and then like a day later he decided not to. Yeah. yeah. And and there was <laughs> right. like hype around him and so he's a guy who plays some single high, he plays some too deep. I, I think he's pretty natural yeah. dude in zone. I just don't think he finds the ball very well. Um It's inconsistent.
2: He's- sometimes he's so good at it and sometimes he can't find the ball. I, I think it was the, I think it was Bedlam. If I'm remember, I, I didn't do this game in preparation of the podcast, but I just remember watching it live. And there was one game where like he just could not find the football, but there's other games where he he's, he's got picks like and he's doing it really well center fielding. So it's like it's just finding consistency. So I got a day three grade on. Um, I think the talent is there. I think if he puts it together, it's there. But I, I don't see the top 100 guy, especially after you know like like without this season coming. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um... I like Trueceiling too.
2: I don't have a draftable on him, but I, I like him. As well. I
1: don't have a dra- so I don't have any draftables on the safeties. I have some guys who like I enjoy watching. I like Van Zant at TCU a little bit. I like the mm-hmm. way they used him. They used him a lot, um, playing just true nickel and like blitzing him. He he yep. will he last year seemed to be playing the role Ardarius Washington had played the year before. I know, yeah. Which is just a fun role in general because TCU blitzes the. Their DBs are other, so much fun. Their nickels, yeah. yeah. And like he, he was a really physical guy, so I liked him a little bit. He, he's flashing. I think Duln, Turner Yell, another nickel type guy. He he's kind of the best cover nickel. Uh, Turner of Yell's this, my third guy. Yeah. yeah. Of this group, I thought of the guys who played a lot of nickel, he he was the best in coverage, the smoothest, um the best in coverage. Was Eisen's he was recruit, zone.
2: wasn't he? Or am I just misremembering?
1: You might be thinking of the other Hyphenig, uh, Ridley Hines, who, who or I think, uh, who transferred to Washington. He was a big recruit. Turner oh, Yell could just have
2: been I, too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just I remember his name's been around for so long.
1: Greg Eisworth um, tackles <laughs> yeah. really well. He's a great tackler. Special teams. Chris Maragos was my comp last year. I stick with it. Uh
2: yeah, it's the great I song.
1: I like Alonzo Adai, who is uh, his brother. Or is, sorry, his cousin was the the DB coach. He's now at Georgia, uh, and his his other cousin is uh, what's his name. Joseph. The old Charger safety. Oh, uh, Jaleel. Yeah, Jaleel. Um <laughs> he he just he's a New Hampshire transfer. He knocks dudes out when he gets the chance. Uh, they play they play a lot of three safety last year, so he was playing a lot of he play single high, play some two deep, he come down, and play some nickel. I um, really instinctual football player who Love getting in the mess against the run. So, I, I that always says to me special teams potential there. Him, him and Eisworth, I think, got special teams yeah. potential. Yeah, like
2: Eisworth will be in the NFL, but
1: <laughs> I mean, he, I he's got to be a four time first team all big 12. That's crazy.
2: Um, crazy. by the way, Turner out, uh, three star 247. It's just the Grinch got him, got him going. The Grinch got him going. Wow. Um,
1: is that is that everyone you want to talk about? Is anyone else? Yeah,
2: want to talk about? no, 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 we're good. Let's. Uh, who who do you got winning it all in the Big 12?
1: Oklahoma shocker over Iowa State.
2: Okay, I also have Oklahoma shocking. I also have them over Iowa State, but like, I kind of wanted to pick Texas as like I don't know. I feel like something weird is going to happen after this after them leaving. I, I think either either Texas is going to have a bad year or Texas is going to be in the championship game with Oklahoma. I don't think there's going to be an in between. Just my gut. Just my gut. Uh, who's
1: Texas quarterback gonna be? Casey Thompson. Think, so in the bowl game, remember him? Amazing. Yeah. I got first round grade on him.
2: What do you have? It's, it's top ten grade. Fuck. It's gonna be QB one. He's that's him. He's just, actually he's, he's not even eligible. <laughs> but Big Twelve next Player year. of the
1: Year. Uh Spencer Rattler. I mean, it's him. Him or Brees Hall in. I don't like who I don't know who, who would you pick third? Oof, um, uh,
2: Gray probably Casey Thompson, Mims, Mims, or Casey Thompson. Yeah.
1: Um, you know what? Brock <laughs> Purdy's gonna win it probably. Brock Purdy's, so. throw, be... Brock Purdy's gonna throw fifteen touchdowns, seven picks, two thousand five hundred yards, and he'll win it.
2: If If Iowa State wins the Big Twelve, he deserves it
1: fine big 12 defensive player there
2: i love nick nick benito it's yeah it's seven. hard
1: not to nine sacks last year 11 and a half tfls like he's I one of he's the bigger be better names. this year yeah, yeah one of the or he is the biggest named defensive player in the in the big 12 i think uh be, i think i think his, his biggest competition are from his team like guys on that like the, their defense is very good now They've they've really put it together under Grinch and like uh, yeah I think his biggest competition's coming from Winfrey, um, and my yeah. Ryan in my mind
2: and Eisworth, yeah
1: yeah and I Isworth's gonna have mm-hmm. like thirty three tackles five pass breakups one pick and a sack and win it
2: and by, well, Mike Rose is gonna have eighty tackles so. My, my, uh,
1: Okay. Uh, any guesses for town of the week? Oh,
2: Stillwater, baby! I think it's got to be Stillwater.
1: Fuck. No, I was gonna get sued by the movie if I made made Stillwater. Fuck. Matt Damon
2: was coming after us. Yeah. Why is it... the movie called Stillwater if his daughter's arrested in Europe? Wait, it doesn't make for that for for
1: next episode. It, like, like, is it is it just does it like how little does Stillwater have to do with it other than they're from there? I think the daughter went to Oklahoma State, but she's not like it's it, it's an overseas movie, right? Like she's kidnapped by because it's, it's propaganda. No, no, it's not.
2: It's not taken. It is yes, it is propaganda. I is salute it, at the end. Every not, time I see I, the honestly, I thought
1: it was I, Southern Taken.
2: I would watch that, but no, I think she gets arrested. I and Matt Damon... This should not be part of the podcast. I think she gets, Fuck it. It's, we're talking Big 12. I think she gets arrested and Matt Damon's trying to clear her name. But it's years later or something. She's been arrested for multiple years.
1: I don't know, he maybe just, he had to just, save up he didn't care. I don't know. Oh. Uh-huh.
2: Maybe I mean, the did, first like hour and a half of the movie is him just working hard on the line in okay, Stillwater see, trying I've, to save I've, up I've to, watched, to, to, I've, I've to buy a lawyer. That. that sounds good to me. You have to promise me, every time you see the trailer... Uh, you salute at the end of it, because I do. Oh, I kneel. Oh, God. That's a... Anyways. Uh,
1: so, yeah, Stillwater the wasn't the Town of the Week. It wasn't Stillwater,
2: <laughs> But it's Movie of the Week.
1: Be correct. Uh, okay. Town of the Week is uh, Manhattan, Kansas.
2: Oh, of course it is. I'm sorry.
1: You should be home to the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, Can I guess play? the population... Wait, let me get there. We're not there yet.
2: It's oh, my favorite part.
1: Kansas State Wildcats play at World Bill Snyder Family Football Stadium, who, like I say every episode, who the stadium's named after, it's named after Bill Snyder, who, if you didn't <laughs> know, was the head coach of Kansas State from 89 to 2005, and then again from 09 to
0: 2019,
1: <laughs> uh, was two-time two, two time Big 12 champ, four-time Big 12 North champ, and... Uh, Four-time Big Twelve Coach of the Year, three-time Big Eight Coach of the Year, Hall of Famer, over two hundred career wins. Yes, you can guess the population.
2: Uh, can I just say I love it that how much that happened to college, where like a legacy coach will leave and you know it's ah oh, he's finally retired and then come back and <laughs> to take over the program again. And my prediction is uh, he'll be Big Eight coach once again. Um, the population of Manhattan. Wait, New York or Kansas?
1: I don't care. I don't know. I don't know the answer to one of those, though. Uh, 72,000. Uh, wrong. What's it? It's 54,604. not that bad. Within 20,000. Okay. okay, sorry. Uh, notable alumni. They have a lot of alumni, but like no people are actually from Manhattan, Kansas. Wikipedia tried to claim a bunch of people are from there, and I would click, and they weren't. <laughs> I love that. I
2: love. I love when that
1: happens. So I'll give you the two people who are from Manhattan, and I'll give you the alumni. the The two people actually from there are Eric Stone Street, uh, the actor, and Bobby I didn't know Douglas. From Bobby Douglas good being the first, the first quarterback to run for a thousand yards in uh, NFL history. Um, no, not not a thousand, sorry, he had the record it was like 984 and Vic broke it Uh, and and he didn't play at Kansas State though, he played at Kansas
2: and uh, us Manhattanites will never forgive him for it
1: and some notable alumni are Eric Stone Street, Juan Kruger the now retired Oklahoma head coach, uh, Milton Eisenhower, which is Dwight D's brother and Christy Ali, really? <laughs> and I put that just for you. Uh, Michael Beasley, who was going to be the next LeBron. Uh, Aaron Brockovich. The the movie, <laughs> correct? Is Big Tw- is the Big Twelve the the conference in movies? It seems like it. And now uh, I'll just name in order the four greatest Kansas State football players in Kansas State history. Uh, okay. Tyler Lockett number four Jordy Nelson number three Whoa Darren Sprouls, number two and Michael Bishop number one.
2: Uh, that's a great top four. Thank you. It's a great top four. Thank you, thank Michael you. Michael Bishop follows both of us on Twitter. No big deal.
1: That's well that's why we had to we're obligated to say that. It's friend of the show. I bet we My could question. have him on. I bet we could definitely get him on. Yeah. We,
2: should, we should have tried for this episode. The question is, do we like what? Do we want
1: to? Not really. That, I would love to talk to Michael Bishop. Okay, then have him on. I'm not going to join the episode. <laughs> but go ahead. It's just, it's just, talking bish. We're just talking bish. All right, some things to do in Manhattan aj's least favorite part of the show aj wanted this to be over 20 minutes ago 40 minutes ago probably oh yeah 40
2: minutes I i just want to hear what museum is in
1: manhattan all right let's start with the flint hills discovery center what do you discover there i have no idea i didn't click flint flint hills uh okay the kansas state insect zoo
2: okay well that's great that's awesome
1: Alternatively, if you don't like insects, they've just got a regular zoo called the Sunset Zoo. Okay, well that zoo sucks compared to the insect Zoo. The Liquid Art Winery and Estate. What's Liquid Art? Uh, their wine. It's Liquid Art. H- have you ever had a fine
2: Kansas wine? <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Mm, Duh. No, ain't ain't nothing like it. Tuttle Creek State Park. It's a cool name. If, uh, get to the museums. Thing, if wine's not your thing, how about the Tallgrass Tap House? Tallgrass what? Tap House. Oh,
2: I love it. I love to go to the Tallgrass Tap House.
1: All right, you wanted museums, didn't you? Yeah, baby, let's get to it. The Wolf House Museum. Okay, I don't know do what, they just I don't have houses where wolves live? <laughs> I have no idea. You have to go to find oh. out. It's great marketing. Killed go. Oh, God. I wish this was over.
2: <laughs> they have the Mariana Kistler Beach Museum of Art. Uh,
1: I didn't put that, um, but I'm glad you looked it up. Because at first when I read that, I was like, they have a museum dedicated to beaches. And then I realized it was just the location.
2: It's her, it's her name? Is it? Yeah. The location? Or I don't, yeah, it's her I don't
1: name. know. It's on campus, though. It's pretty sick. Um of course, the Kansas Wheat Innovation Center. That do Sorry, I'm Googling you? I'm googling the Wolf House Museum.
2: I need to figure out what's going on in here. Okay, do you want to just
1: keep the show running?
2: or? No, no, yeah, yeah it's, I'll, I'll read their, <laughs> I'll read everything on their
0: website.
2: I don't know what it is, Rob. I'm going to be honest. Um, it's been, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. I, I assume it's they house wolves and they put them in art.
1: Okay, I'll I'll take that. Uh, And my final two places to go. Uh, Obviously, Axe to Grind, which is an axe-throwing place. Have you been axe-throwing? No, but trust me, when I go to Manhattan, I'm going. But I'm not going to axe to grind. I'm going to go to the alternative option. Are you ready for it? And this is the final thing I've got listed. Are you ready? I'm ready. Located in Manhattan, Kansas, is the axe-throwing business called... Manhatchet. It's terrific. That's just terrific. <laughs> and, that, and that's why you should go to Manhattan, Kansas. And tune in next week for the ACC. Where, when I tell you why you should go to Chestnut Hill.